Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Keys to the Game. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and I'll be joined momentarily by head football coach Kurt Newsom. Well, this weekend, the Wasps returned home for a two-game homestand to round out their 2023 season by playing the Flying Fleet of Erskine College. It is the fleet's final season in the SAC, and they'll be joining the Gulf South Conference next year and then moving to the Conference Carolinas in 2025. So it was only fitting that the Wasps gave Erskine College something to remember them by as the Wasps sent the fleet packing 56-14 to in front of nearly 3,400 Wasps fans. Next up for the Wasps, though, it's a repeat of the 2022 season-ending contest with the Saints of Limestone University as both teams face off with season-ending implications. For the Wasps, it's a winning season. For the Saints, it's a possible playoff berth in Super Region 2. Coach, welcome to the show. It's good to see you back here. And I know after that loss last week, coming home and having a big win like this must have meant a whole lot to the program, to the boys, and to the whole staff. It's good to be home. You know, there's no place like our place on on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, I think we we kind of clicked on all cylinders, and it was I'd it was say. good good to see. 56 to 14. I did not expect that because I looked at Erskine's films, and I know you looked at more than I did, but and I also looked at the record. Uh, they took Newberry to the wire 24 17. They missed an onside, recovering an onside kick. Uh, they could have possibly won that game. Carson Newman 14 to 10, they lost. And then Wise, they were up 17 to 14 through, midway through the third quarter. They lost all three of those games, but they could have won all those. They they have a pretty good football team. There's no question. I just uh, I thought our effort was uh, outstanding. I thought we had a lot of energy. I did too. And that's that's always important. And I think we took a confident football team in, and we you know we got a couple breaks that you uh, you know that help you win football games. Yeah, big break there by Ian Ray as he. Uh, now, was that a strip sack, or was there somebody else fumble? I, I haven't gone back to see that exactly. Well, they were running the option, and they kind of mishandled the, right. the option uh, phase of it. And uh, Ian was there. i tell you what, he has had a great year. He's, uh, he's a young man from Patrick Henry. We didn't know what kind of player he was going to be, but he's dedicated himself to the weight room. He's put on a lot of weight, and he's, a, he's had a super year. He is just unrelenting in his pass rush, is he not? No I mean, question I mean, about uh, it. Chad yeah. Pouncey and Andre Crawley and and Hamblin too. Uh, they're 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 all unrelenting, but he seems to be just his motors just never stop. There's no question, and uh, just been a been a great surprise for our football team. When you talk about hitting on all cylinders uh, offensively. We talked last week a little bit about this three-five-five, and it's kind of soft on the edges. It looked like to me that you guys really went after that. Yeah, we tried to attack outside. Felt like that's where you know it was the weakest. You know, it's hard to run inside when they have, you know, two tackles in the B gap, and then they have a nose in a zero and a linebacker stacked behind. So they kind of wipe out the A and B gap, and it, it, it makes you go take the ball to the perimeter more than you normally would. Well, I noticed you all started out pretty well going around the uh, perimeter, uh, but then, you know, I thought Charles Mutter made a couple of really good reads pulling the ball and making – and him actually going up on the end of the A and B yeah, gaps. That's the power read itself, and it's a it's a read play. I thought uh, overall Charles played his best football game since he's been here. 
and uh, we got everybody involved, spread the ball around, and uh, you know I think Micah and Jaquan uh, both had great games uh, from the running back position. Yeah, let's let's talk about Charles for a minute. Uh, Charles Mudder the third. He ended the day with 220 yards of total offense. Uh, he 16 for 27 on passes, 176 yards passing. Uh, he had seven carries for 44 yards. He threw for four touchdowns and ran for two. I thought he had a really good shot at being player of the of the week. Um, yeah, he, he didn't get it. I don't think. No, but he accounted for six. You know, six touchdowns, and that's yeah. that's a heck of a day. And uh, just just the offense was was clicking. Uh, you know, I, we didn't punt the ball very often. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> we we usually have been keeping uh, Ethan Muncie uh, pretty busy. So yes, it was nice. Am. It was nice to rest his leg a little bit. Well, and Trace Butcher uh, got to work this, this yeah. past him and yeah. Uh, the first half, you jump out to a forty-two to seven lead. I mean, you guys. I, I, I don't know if there wasn't a series. That you, I don't think you punted in the first half. I don't know if there wasn't a series that you guys hardly didn't. Uh, no, go down no, no. Field. We were we were very productive in the first half. A couple of things I wanted to mention to you. I mean. Uh, you, over 16 minutes of time of possession, but you were six for eight on third downs in that first half, and three for three in the red zone. Those are those are numbers that will win a football win game. football game for you. There's no no question about it. And uh, so I was I was just uh, the energy to start the game. You could tell I felt yeah, good I about so. it, and uh, just just throughout the game. And uh, you know it's it was just a great team effort. One of, the, one of the individuals I thought had a good game, and I'm so glad to see it, is Micah English. He's a senior. He's been a real team player and meant a lot to this program over the years, has he not? No doubt. And he uh, he helped us from that the running back position. You know, Micah's very talented, and he's just been, you know, in a situation where we've had some special guys that, mm-hmm. he's, that he's been behind. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade Micah. He's had a great career, and uh, – Hopefully he finishes it off this Saturday. And of course, Jaquan Anderson, he had another good good day uh, rushing. He had seventy one yards, I believe, on fifteen carries. So he certainly added yeah, to the. Quan's had a great season. Yeah, he really has. Both of those are seniors. Yes, we don't have many. Yeah, but uh, that's that's two of them that will. We'll have to look around to replace. Now, one of the things you, I saw on Saturday that I was shocked, we actually threw the uh, tight end, I think, four. We targeted the tight end four times, I think. That's a little more than we, we had been. But, I, uh, yeah, th- there's no doubt about it. We tried to get those guys involved for sure. What, what was that, What was the thinking in trying to – because we haven't thrown very much to the tight ends. Um, what was the thinking in trying to go to the Ben Horse well, and, and we, Ridley? Well, we've, we've – Felt like we our big receivers could do some blocking and get those guys a big guy in the flat, you know, with a chance to take on a little defender, mm. and uh, that was that was our thought process on that. Well, let's talk about the defense for a minute. I I talked with Coach Buzzo, and 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 a lot of similarities in this offense with the option two backs they motion into it, just like Carson Newman. Um, we did a much better job. <laughs> Obviously, than we did last week, but that that option offense is difficult. Yeah, to... yeah, and we've we've really seen this kind of split back uh, a little more this year than we have in the past because actually UVA wise not as much option, but the split back uh, 
is is their base offense this, yeah, this is, season. Yeah. And then Carson Newman, you know, they run the option out of it. And then Erskine is more motion to it and get and get to a two back look and right. run the option. And you know, I think after having two weeks to work on it, it really showed that we were ready for it much more than we were the week before. Do you think do you think this option offense? I, I watched. I don't. Know, you probably did too. Um, Alabama and LSU, and and they run it. They were running the option too. This triple option. Do you think the option offense is coming oh, back into vogue? It, it's coming back because there's so many athletic quarterbacks out of the Good, spread. Yeah, you want your point. quarter quarterback to run. You know he's got to be somewhat of a runner, or you're just better than they are, and you can hand it off in one back and. Uh, Otherwise, you need him to run. So since he can run, you add the option uh, influence to mm-hmm. it, and it, it makes people play as as everybody knows, uh, you know, uh, assignment football. Well, you guys go into the half uh, forty-two to seven. Um, they had one hundred and eighteen yards total, uh, twenty-one rushing, ninety-seven passing. Um, but you come out in the second half, and and the defense really kind of tightens the noose around them. I mean, they only ran 20 plays in the second half for a total of 55 yards. They threw three interceptions, and they only were they were out there only 12 and a half minutes. I mean, the defense really had a – the second half – the first half was good. second half is even better. Yeah, and I tell you, when we win that turnover battle, we're, we're hard to beat. I mean, team playing in the championship game got beat because of the turnover battle. You know, Tusculum's playing in the – in the championship game mm-hmm. with the win over Mars Hill. And it was a game that we won the turnover battle. And, uh, you know, we're pretty dangerous when we do that. And we're going to talk – I want to talk about that uh, championship game uh, that's coming up this weekend between uh, Lenore Ryan and Tuscan before we like get your take on that game. Just go back to – I want to go back for just a minute to um, – Charles Mutter, I, I thought he made some outstanding throws. I, to me, the best throw I think he made was one to Peoples in the end zone where he brought him back inside the defender with the throw. He kind of threw him open. Right, right. And he did – he uh, threw the long ball better than he's ever thrown. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we got some guys open. I, I thought our receivers – overall, we, we had a couple drops, but overall we had a really good day. From you know, spreading the ball around, and when the one he threw to Cam Apsher in the back of the end zone, I thought that was a really heads-up play by Apsher because he came to the quarterback. It's it's a scramble drill which we right. we, we did uh, last week, and uh, you know you work the scramble drill when the pocket breaks down, working back to the football, and that was a uh, uh, Cam did a great job of executing that. He sure did, and 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 then the other one I wanted to mention was the little flip pass to uh, Jaquan Anderson that was just out. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> I we know need to don't. put we need to put it in though. We cannot take credit for that play. I can promise you, that's two guys that are just uh, trying to make a play, and, yeah. they, and they did. Yeah, Charles Mutter I thought was really heads up play on his part, and Jaquan Anderson to try and. Say, right. hey, I'm here, you know, give yeah. it to me. That's one of those when it happens against you, you say, oh, <laughs> we're ha- we're going to have a bad day. <laughs> well, Coach, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. But before we go, folks, I just want to mention that this is our fundraising week here at WEHC, and we have a goal of raising $35,000. 
that goes to a lot of things from engineering support to licensing fees, streaming fees, and to power bills. But it also goes to the station's commitment to bring you Emory & Henry football. So if you enjoy Emory & Henry football each and every Saturday, and Josh Floyd and I bring it to you each Saturday, then think about writing a check or making a donation to this station. You can do that by calling 276-944-6593. Josh and I have been on the road six weeks this season. That's not free. The station supports us in bringing you ENH football. So this Saturday, if you're sitting around and you're listening to the WASP take on the Saints from Limestone, then think about writing a check or making a pledge to WEHC to support this station and also to support Emory & Henry football because it is this station that brings you WASP football each and every Saturday, and it is this station that allows Josh Floyd and myself to be there to bring you all the action. So please make a donation. You'll be glad you did. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. I'm Blake Stowers, a newspaper reporter and columnist from the Bluefield Daily Telegraph, also a graduate of the ENH Mass Comm Department. You're listening to 90.7 WEHC Emory. And we're back. Coach, I only have a couple of questions, and we're going to move over to Limestone, and we uh, talk about them a little bit more maybe than you're comfortable talking with, but we'll see how it goes. In the game on Saturday, I know Charles Mutter stayed in for quite a while. Uh, Cole, Cole Lambert did not go in. Was that is he injured or was that just a oversight or what? Um... No, Eli Fouts is a freshman that we wanted to get some game action. And since the rules now dictate that or, uh, you can you can play someone in three football games and they maintain their red shirt. Okay. And we just wanted to get him some live action, uh, and we we discussed it with Cole. You know, because right now Cole is our backup. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, we we told him what our plan was, and uh, oh, okay. we we put put Eli in, and uh, you know it's it's a tough deal when you have a lead like that, and you're, you're you're throwing. Do you throw the ball? I mean, you want Eli to get in and and see what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. And you, but you don't want to think you know make people think you're running it up. I think their their coach felt like we were because we threw that. Deep ball, you know, with six minutes to go. Mm-hmm. But that was a freshman receiver. We we think it's going to be special, and uh, yeah, we want we wanted to see if he could be special on a Saturday. So we were just playing the game, and uh, and I I'm glad we got that extra work in for yeah. those guys. Do you know Coach Boyd? That's the head coach. Just uh, talked to him before the game last year. His son had gone to JMU, so mm-hmm. we had the connection there. Oh, okay. he's he's a classy guy, and I hope he doesn't think that. We had bad intentions. I know. I was impressed with his interview with Josh. Josh Floyd always interviews the opposing coach, and g- given what they're going through, he's a very po- he was very positive. You no, know, I, I think he'll get it done. You know, he's had three different administrations. That's what he said, and uh, so that that's always hard. And you know, when when you're building a team and you're starting from scratch, you know, we we were fortunate that we had played in a good Division three mm-hmm. league. And we have, you know, good tradition and all those type of things. But he's actually had to start it from scratch. And how difficult is it to be that you're an independent, then you're in the sack for two years. Now he's going over to Gulf South and then to the 
Carolina yeah. League. I, if I went to the Gulf South, I'd like to take the Redskins. <laughs> well, the Commanders, sorry about yeah, that. the Commanders. I'll take the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's tough, though, because you're yeah. playing different people for four years now. That's, no, that's, no that's question. That's what he's got to deal with. No doubt about it. Well, it was a great win, uh, fifty-six to fourteen. I know uh, the, it was the fans enjoyed it, and you're right. I you could tell there was a lot of energy on that field coming out of that locker room, and and it just, uh, you know, they they were determined to put a W on the board. Yeah, week. I don't I don't think it's it's definitely our best you know full team effort. Mm-hmm. You know, all three phases. I thought we didn't mention much about special teams, but I thought we really won that battle. Yeah, and, well, and, and we did, and you're right. And that was uh, that was big, too, mm-hmm. because we felt like we had a slight advantage there. We knew their punter uh, out-punted his coverage s- sometimes. He did. And yeah. uh, that was our plan. And, uh, you know, Cam's dynamic back there on all phases of it. And uh, he can, you know, he can make a difference in a football game. He is such a weapon, and I, I I don't know how Trevor Dowdell and Addison nicely missed blocking one of those punts. I mean, it's like oh, I, know. I don't know how it got out of there. No, it, it looked like on film it went right through their pinky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did, and, and I saw him on the sideline. They were talking to each other like, you know, I, I, I was here and you were there, and how did that get through? Yeah. Well, let's move on, Coach, to uh, Limestone. It's it's pretty interesting to me that here we are again, five and five. Uh, they're coming in seven and three. We're looking for a winning season, and they're looking for a playoff berth. So this game has some implications. This is not just one of those. Let's get through the next four quarters and and go see our girlfriends or whatever, is it? No, no. And I think I think really it's the best offensive football team we've played. With that, and uh, that that's kind of scary. And uh, they are really dynamic. They've got the best running back in the league. Mm-hmm. They've got one of the top receivers in the league, or a couple of them. And uh, they've they've just been really good. You know, their two losses were non-conference, two out of the out two of, of the three. three. And uh, they've got one loss to, uh, and that's to Lenore Ryan in uh, overtime. And and you know, it's funny they lost to Lenore Ryan. They were ahead twenty-eight twenty-one, drove down to kick a field goal, got it blocked. It would have been thirty-one twenty-one with four minutes left. They got it blocked. They ran it back for a touchdown. Tied the game, they lost in overtime. No question. I mean, you so, got to be thinking, it, why? You know, but yeah. just you know, this is a good football team coming coming to Emory Saturday. Well, it sure is. And but I want to step back a second and, and just for for us, what what if if we were to pull this win victory off this coming, we would be six and five. I mean that that's a winning season. That means a lot to a young. Player. Oh no, no question. And uh, you know. I really feel like I don't know if the fans do, but we're ahead of schedule uh, slightly, because you know we're about halfway with the scholarships. We're mm-hmm. around twenty, and we get thirty-six, and um, you know we've had really two and a half years of of giving uh, football scholarships. So we, we we think you know to beat Tusculum, who's going to to play with the limestone and have an opportunity to beat them. You know, I, I think our kids are going to play hard. Yeah. I really do. I was looking at our uh, who we've played, who we've beaten. So if we were to win this one on this coming Saturday, that 
we would have beaten six of the nine teams that we played in the SAC in the two-year period. That's yeah. a pretty impressive. Yeah, I think it's a good start. I don't think there's any question. And, uh, you know, this team's a little bit different because last year's team, we had some older guys. You know, mm -hmm. they were they were older, older guys at uh, 22, 23 years old. You know, we've got one senior on defense, and, uh, you know, we've got a few on offense. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot of football players coming back. And, uh, you know, this offseason is going to be critical for us to yeah. get where we need to be. Well, and, and uh, ending the season on a winning note is, is so important, I think, in, in the exit interviews and in the, in the recruiting. It's just all all the All the above. And, and to beat someone as good as Limestone – you know, it it really shows where your program is, but uh, well, that's why we play it on Saturday. Yeah. Well, they're coming in seven and three, exactly where they were last year, and they they I believe have a better shot at the playoff berth this year than last year because you know Wingate I think is and Mars Hill are both kind of eliminated, and and they may be the only second choice uh, for the. Conference that you talked about their losses. West Alabama's got a heck of a program. West Georgia they lost to, and of course Lenore Ryan. But now those last two are the fifth and eighth ranked teams in our super region too. I mean, that's yeah, oh yeah, they they've played with with everybody. They could just as well be undefeated uh, with a schedule that's probably as tough as anybody's in our league. Last year we went down there. We were a little bit beat up, as I remember it, and uh, but we had. We got ended the half down twenty four to nothing, but we had a pick six. We had a fumble that we fumbled a punt down in deep in our own territory that they turned in. And and then we drove down twice within un, inside their thirty yard line and on fourth down conversions didn't make it. But uh we we were yeah, playing we, well we, enough defensively. We were defensively we played well enough. Offensively we did not. And right. You know, we, we had some good kick returns uh, mm -hmm. er, early on against them a year ago. So, you know, we we know what we're playing against. We're playing against a, a team that's got a lot of very good athletes, a lot of speed. You yes. Know, and that's yeah. that's where they're a little different than, than some other teams we play. Well, you look at their offense, they're first in yards per game with 434. They're first in yards passing at 280. I hope Buzzo's looked at these. Uh, and their first in touchdown w passes with 22, and oh by the way, their second in points scored with 30. That that's a nightmare defense no, coordinator. No question, because and they can hurt you throwing it, or they can hurt you with the, the tailback yeah. because he's dynamic. Their their tailback was all state in North Carolina, but he's uh, Trey Stewart is is rushing for 129. He's second in the league, 129. He's pretty dynamic. As you oh said. yeah, I mean, I remember us talking last year about him and Mario Anderson being the best two in the league a year ago, and now Mario is starting for South Carolina. So you know, for yeah. him to be as good as, and I think both coaches they were going to split the vote, so they. Uh, for all conference, and I know they were mentioned in the same breath. How do they use Trey Stewart? They they are they a zone outside zone? And yeah, they run some zone and a, and some and some gap scheme, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, big time zone outfit. Well, if he's not as if he's not enough, you remember, you remember the name Drew Dixon? Yes, <laughs> yeah, he torched us last year for eight catches for. 
167 yards and two touchdowns. He transferred to the University of Arizona. We didn't stop him all. No, and he's uh, he's dynamic, and he's the second leading uh, receiver for him this year. Yeah, because Jelani Baker is is first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jelani Baker transferred from West Georgia and and, and Dixon from University of Arizona. He's six four, uh, Dixon. Is there any way that we could keep the matchup of Jarrell Harrison from having to guard him man we, on we, man? Yeah, please? we hope we hope so. <laughs> Jarrell five foot six. He, yeah, I tell you what, he has really stepped in though and played Gosh, his rear end. He was defensive player of the game last was week, he? and uh, you know he's just he's been he's he's been. Uh, uh, better than advertised uh, mm. back there, and you know you think you can go at him because you can, uh, you know, throw fifty-fifty balls, but uh, he's handled it up to this point. Mm. Well, coach, we're going to take another quick break, and then uh, we'll be right back to finish talking about limestone coming up this uh, this coming Saturday. So, folks, we'll be right back. You are listening to WEHC ninety point seven, the voice of South West Virginia. I am Theo Server. And we're back. Coach, uh, we've talked about Trey Stewart. We've talked about your two receivers. Uh, but they've got to have somebody delivering the ball. And, boy, they've got a good one with Dustin uh, Noller there. He's leading the conference in passing with 265 yards and 21 touchdown passes. I mean, he's a senior. He's having a great year. He's tough. Oh, yeah, I think right now he's probably the best quarterback in the league. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's been very accurate. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's a bigger bodied guy and uh you know he's he's a really good football player and this is an older limestone team they've got several seniors or graduate students on their roster did not that yeah i'll be going to their graduation to cheer those guys on <laughs> well and 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 i mean this is it's they're kind of like mars hill this is the year they need to make it happen with those of course mike fury uh works the transfer portal probably as good as anybody in the conference yeah that's that's his that's their mo and that's how he got them back so fast because from my understanding the program going into last year had been a little bit down Mm -hmm. and he hit the portal and he fixed it real really fast yeah he sure has he's made them competitive they were last year they did make the playoffs they didn't go very far but uh, they made the playoffs and i noticed their coaching staff they have a lot of nfl uh, pedigrees there on that coaching yeah, staff. I'm, I'm sure they mention that when they get a recruit on campus. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Well, uh, defensively, it's going to be a challenge for uh, Coach Buzzo and his his staff there. And, and offensively, we're coming off of a great game with Charles Mutter and, and a real good offensive turnout. How do you look at them defensively as far as what, what we've got to do or what they run? You know, they're – they're almost an eight-man front football team. You know, everybody's wow. a little bit different. You know, this past week it was the three down that we, we got, and they're, they'll roll a safety down to get to eight-man front football and uh, play a little more three deep than any, any other coverage. Hmm. But they'll, they don't, they'll mix their coverages up completely. And, and last year, that like I said, we didn't have a very good offensive performance against them. Did they do anything no, special we, last year? Or this we year? Uh, threw the ball late. I think our yards probably ended up okay because we were chasing. You know, mm-hmm. we got down 24 to nothing and threw it all over the yard in the second half. But uh, we've got to mix it up. If, you know, if we're not running the ball some, you know, we're not very effective. Right. We, we are not a drop-back football team. 
No, we're, we're, that's not our MO. We, we have to have both, both cylinders firing there. And, and, and you're right, last year we came back and scored 27 in that second half, uh, and, and I thought it was a courageous effort by our team to not quit. Exactly. On the road in Gaffney, down twenty-four nothing. That's what you're looking for, and we did compete uh, yeah. till till the end, and uh, so hopefully we don't dig ourselves that big a hole this year. Yeah. You know, it's hard to get out of it. Well, good luck with them, Coach. Before we go, just when I ask you, we got the Lenore Ryan Bears down at the. Uh, Tusculum Pioneers, who are you picking in this uh, championship game? Uh, I would have to go with Lenore Ryan based on the film that I've seen in crossover games. I'm glad Lenore Ryan hadn't crossed over to our field. Uh, we hadn't had to play them yet, but they're on the schedule next year. Are they on the schedule? They are for, on the oh schedule boy. next year. But, I, you know, I, I, Tusculum, is, uh, they haven't turned the ball over like they did against us uh, in the the last couple of weeks, but uh, I just think Lenore Ryan on the film I've watched is are, is the most talented football team in this league. If they if Tusculum doesn't turn the ball over, they've got a good defense oh, to keep them in the game, don't they? Very good defense, uh, I promise you, and a lot of team speed. Lot they, of, and yeah. they, you know they're they're somewhat like limestone in that they're faster teams in the league. Yeah. Well, Coach, that's going to do it for us. I really appreciate you coming over and uh, making the show possible. Uh, it's always great to talk with you, particularly after a 56-14 to 14 win. Yeah. So thanks for being here. A little bit easier after those. Thank you, Gary. I'd also like to thank our listeners for joining us today, and I'd also like to thank our board operator, Anthony Smith, Jr. He's also a team member on the offensive staff. He's the wide receiver. He also helps make this show possible. So when you're thinking about donating to this station, Think about Anthony Smith Jr. too because he's an integral part of this radio station and the Emory Henry football team. So that's going to do it for us today. Join Josh Floyd and I at 12.30 for the pregame and the kickoff is at 1 o'clock. And thanks for listening, everybody, and so long.